Hello and welcome to the Feedback Force podcast, the game design and analysis podcast of the End Defender community. I'm Kelso. And I'm Kyla. And I'm Carl. And I'm petting the cat very vigorously so he doesn't talk. We'll see how long we'll see how long that lasts. <coughs> Getting drool and, all over myself. And our our resident cat is Fliffo. Yes. Let's see if he says hi. Can you say hi? No. Okay. No. That's fine. That's nope. fine. That's okay. Uh how's it how's it going, you guys? It's been a few weeks. Yes, apologies for I tend to be the person who delays it lately because my uh work schedule has been so crazy. Yeah, Next no, week fine. is also probably gonna be insane. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. Yeah. That's okay. I don't know. I feel like our next game, our, our next game is a little bit of a time investment, but it shouldn't be that bad. A, a little bit. Um, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. It's fine. Hopefully, the following week will be like slower, so I'll have more time yeah. to to play. Um, I've just noticed browsing around on my Tumblr that I've been followed by yet another porn bot. I don't know why so many porn bots are following my blog. I don't like post anything particularly pornographic most most of the time um but yeah just constantly yeah i think porn bots just follow every account they can it's a little it's a little like disappointing because every time i go like oh hey i got a new follower let me go like check them out see if i should follow their blog and then i go i go look and it's like porn i'm like god damn it well <clears throat> I mean, I have nothing against porn. I just, I would rather, like, make friends with real people than see robots giving me porn. Yeah, the only the only porn accounts I care for are, like, <coughs> porn artists. Other, <laughs> otherwise, otherwise, if, and, I, and I like bots, too. I follow maybe... I like, I like porn, and I like bots, but I don't like porn bots. Yeah, pretty much. I think, I think like, a third of, a full third of my... Twitter follows or bot accounts just for yeah, various you're pretty, things. You're, you're pretty good at retweeting bots. I love them. <laughs> they try so hard and say things that are so interesting. It's true. I love it. Oh, oh man, I got a, there was a really weird one that I was just seeing today from um, that the hint line bot. There it is. Oh, yeah. return, return to the monocle silo. Use the old man's empty bottle on the toy dinosaur salesman. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's I think that's a bot that Neil Ciciariga made, which it's a good bot, and I don't think he has any other bots, but I wish he would because that's a good one. Yeah, I I'm really I really kind of want to know the algorithm behind that bot because it is really impressively good at making like realistic sounding uh, adventure game hints. Yeah, I I, I wonder if it's drawing on some like actual uh, walkthroughs for its like parsing. But I don't know. I think I know. I know. There's another bot. Um, uh, what is it called? It's uh, the Strange Log, which is actual text from uh, like game change logs, and it just randomly tweets them, and it's like the weirdest text that they could scrape out of change logs. So nice. I if if not like all of the variables being from actual video game walkthroughs. I feel like the structures might be, and they're just filled yeah. in with things that 
sounds well, the like they belong. The structures seem like they repeat, so I'm yeah. guessing like the way it's designed is probably it has a set of predetermined structures, and then it just like picks nouns and verbs mm-hmm. and fills them in. Yeah, there's a there's a thing um, like a I don't know, it's like a website that lets you write bots, and it's it's basically that it gives you you know x sort of base structures and then a whole bunch of groups of text that you can pull from and you can sort of rearrange them that way i've played with that a little bit i think it's like that i i think it's cheap box cheap bots done quick (laughs) perhaps if i'm remembering correctly that's a good name it is it is it's either like that's either the 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 program or like the actual website it has a bunch of like bot utilities. It's been a while. Fair enough. I also tend to follow people who make bots, so whenever they make a new bot, I see it and I'm like, well, there's another one for the pile. I mean, I like bots as a idea and like the things behind the bots, but I couldn't care less for like stuff made by bots. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's a good it's a good sort of um, what's that that writing term? It's a good exquisite corpse. Yeah, right. Like the idea of there's a <clears throat> there's a certain beauty sometimes in things that are combined in unexpected ways, um, and I think it's a good leaping off point. There's one that's like the magical realism bot mm-hmm. that um, I think Bill retweets a lot. That yeah. uh, that I've I've often actually like read a couple of those and gone like. I bet I could make a really interesting short story about that. There's another one that I just that I just saw. Like it's it's a new bot. It has 27 followers, and it like it's a baby bot. I think I just saw it for the first time today. It's called uh, Plotomatic, and it gives you a three act tweet or a three act three act like story in uh, emojis. Oh, so like I've got one. I've got one right now. Act one, uh, a city. It's like the city against a sunrise emoji, Santa Claus emoji, smiling cat emoji, act two, Santa Claus emoji, beer, hourglass, act three, Santa Claus, smiling cat, beach vacation, like, umbrella on the beach emoji. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah. That's, I could see, like, someone using that. As a as a spontaneous like idea generator. Yeah, you could build. You could you could come up with something from there. Actually, I'm following one bot. When when you talk about the, the emoji bot, it's the game idea machine. It just tweets random game ideas. I th- I've definitely seen one or two of those. I don't know if it's the same one that you follow though. Um. I know there's. I, I follow one that does like really bad game ideas, <laughs> yes. but I don't actually know if I follow that. Maybe I've just seen retweets from other people. the The bots that I for sure follow, I think, are um, like Sean Bouchard's uh, randomizer bot mm-hmm. uh, and the Hintline bot. And that might be it. I've got. I've got too many to list. <laughs> all across the spectrum. I mean, I follow a lot of like museum bots that just tweet random pieces from the museum's archives. I've got like 
eight different museums that have bots that I follow. Um, are those are those bots or are they like people who work from the museum who are just posting things about what they have? Well, it says they're bots. I, I assume that it just like they dump the images and it tweets them randomly. That's fair. So I'm sure it's I'm sure it's curated in some way or another. Yeah, I think they just made a pool of stuff. Yeah. And they're about to take something out of it. It's good to know that our, our robot overlords in the future will be at least informative. Yeah. And interesting. There's a, there's a cute XKCD. This is only tangentially related. It just made me think of it. There was a cute XKCD that uh, where the the AI gets control of, like the store of nuclear weapons for the entire world and immediately launches them all into the sun and is like, what the hell were you guys doing with those? Jesus! <laughs> now, now that's just making me think of um, Roko's Basilisk, which is... Uh, it's like a thought experiment sort of thing about uh, an AI called Roko's Basilisk that takes over the world and, like... You can donate all of your money to Roko's Basilisk, and you'll be spared, but if you don't, then you... I don't know. It's really complicated, and it involves you dying, basically, if you don't <laughs> believe in it. Um, I, I'm, like, too lazy to look it up. But it's, it's one of those things that, like, if you, if you think too hard about it, it's actually kind of terrifying, but, eh, you know, I tend not to think too hard about anything, so it's fine. It's fine. I sometimes think that are being managed by robot overlords might be better than the way we're doing ourselves because it would at least be fair and non-biased i guess we'll see what happens when uh self-driving cars are prevalent. yeah i guess it i guess it also depends in part on the programmer because that's not entirely true yeah um there was that there was that uh game for the connect that was kind of racist um I don't know if you remember that oh, yeah. story. It, where, I think that was a problem with just the Kinect as a whole. Like, the cameras were calibrated in such a way that it was... Well, the game the game had to do it internally. Um, oh, but okay. it was a it was a problem, yeah, with lighting. Yeah. Um, and it often couldn't pick up black people. Yeah. But there was a game... Um, there, was a, there was an article I read recently from the developer of one of the games who talks about, like, the horror of getting to the demo and realizing that, like, the camera wasn't picking up black people. And, like, you know, what do you see? Like, you have a huge demo that you've paid for for a ton of advertising, like, all eyes are on you, and all of a sudden, like, you realize, like, oh, shit, we made a racist game. Like, our game is not, like, nobody on the team was black to test this. Whoops. Like, not a good sign. (laughs) Well, anywho, the Connect was a mistake in general. I think it had some promise. Like, I still think that some somewhere, if if the Connect and the like VR people could get their shit together and like as a team, like you could do some really interesting stuff. But the problem is, like, it's the technology is just on. This the like not quite smooth enough side to be like really viable for a lot of stuff. Yeah, and it's amazing. It 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 needs to be not just like functional, but like 
useful. like functional yeah usable and under like almost all circumstances yeah i otherwise it gets relegated to bad party games and yeah. and like first person shooty tech demos mm-hmm. <laughs> like um my my boyfriend got a a cheapy vr shell off a of new egg from like a he had a gift card for christmas or something and he's like yeah the oculus store sucks because yeah. it's just tech demos all of its tech demos and i'm like yep good job yep yeah pretty much well yeah i guess i guess there's always vr porn i'm sure that that's where all of the greatest innovations will come from yeah, well, that that As will keep that will keep be. the technology alive long enough for people to do other things with it, probably. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, I'm kind of okay with that. Oh yeah, no, it's fine. Has anyone made any porn games for the Wii? Is that a thing? Uh, I don't know. Like, I mean, they can, would probably have to be You can like, kind of hack the Wii motes to like do PC stuff with them, right? Yeah, I I I, I briefly dated a guy who was like super into linux and he 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 had like he had set it up so that he could use his Wiimotes like with his computer and i think also he did something with his tv that was like not related to the wii but yeah i you know i wonder i wonder if motion motion controls would be would be at all like a desirable thing for porn um, I mean, do you want, like, participation in your pornography, or do you want to just sit back and let it happen? Like, there's, that's a, that's a good, that's an honest question, in terms of, like, what people are really seeking out of a porn experience. I mean, I think, I think there is some desire for participation, because I know, I know at some point they, well, maybe not, but, you know, you can do it in VR, and you can also get, like, the Auto Blow 2000, which I, I don't know if you guys know about that. It's a blowjob machine that that does it. It's a machine that gives you blowjobs, um, and I'm sure yeah. I'm sure you could like coordinate your VR, you know, footage with what what the Auto Blow's doing. Yeah, I guess I guess I guess when I think about like participation in the context of. Uh... Wiimotes, my mind automatically goes to, like, game mechanics. And so I'm, like, I guess the porn games are a thing that exists. Like, people, it's it's not unheard of that people have combined porn with game mechanics. Oh, no. So, I guess, like, it wouldn't be that much of a stretch to put, like, motion controls on those mechanics. <laughs> yeah. Mm. What a What an intro. <laughs> Here we are. <laughs> that was tangential. This has nothing to do with the game we played no, this week, by the way. Not even a little. But it's fun. We have fun. We have fun. Maybe maybe someday we can play a porn game on the stream. I don't know. We could do that. If we could find something that was actually interesting enough to discuss. Yeah. Yeah. We we could do um oh what is um, oh the night trap. Ah, ooh, that's a good one. Um, no, I was I was thinking of um, oh, Katawa Shoujo, which oh. they did on metadating a long time ago. Does that have uh? Does that have porny sequences? Yeah, it actually it it has like actual H sequences. Yeah, 
There's like maybe one or two per character. So it's not like an overload. It's I mean it's like a lot of of I yeah, would it's I would say a dating sim. Yeah, I would say it's like a lot of the softer like hentai VNs where there's a couple scenes but it's not it's not like Bible Black, you know? Um I don't know what that is, but oh, I'm intrigued by oh, the title. Bible Black is like infamous infamous hentai. Um it there's an anime of it if you want to watch that. Um I recommend trying to find the dub because the dub is hilarious. But I also I also don't recommend watching it at all. Bye <laughs> um, bye Yes. <laughs> Man, I love it when stuff is written out in phonetic Japanese. Yeah. It's a good time. Alright. Anyway. What was the someone on um did you guys watch uh Square Bowl last weekend, by the way? Mm, I didn't. A tiny bit. Um, Square Bowl was a lot of fun. That's uh, my friend Teddy and his friend Adriel every year do a a thing on the Super Bowl weekend where they play through an entire Final Fantasy game. So mm-hmm. this was their third year, um, and it's it's kind of funny because now Teddy's working for uh, Square Enix Montreal, so he got like the actual like Square Enix Twitch page like hosted them and stuff. Um, but one of the one of the things. They, someone was talking about a like a BDSM dating sim of some kind that and I can't for the life of me remember what it was called which makes was me it really like sad a new one I don't know it I was... think I might know what you're talking about but I don't have the name either I want to search BDSM dating sim if, if I, it'll if I'll find it because I definitely recognize um I mean, BDSM dating sim, if if we're talking about, like, Japanese, like, visual novel dating sims, that seems, like, too bo- too broad of a topic for me to be able to guess. At. I mean, it's pretty broad, but there I know there's one that has been popping up in media and, like, in articles recently. Uh, I'll see if, um... So, someone had to describe it. So, uh, one of the, um people there was the guy who does hot one of the guys who does hot pepper gaming and so a lot of the incentives were people like describing games while eating hot peppers mm-hmm. uh and one of them was the person had to describe this game so i wonder if i just search the square bowl hashtag if i might find a clip of it speaking of <laughs> speaking of sort of but not actually porny things uh they were also offering as an incentive uh drawing final fantasy characters smooching uh, so I got uh, I got Blank and Kuja from Final Fantasy IX because that's what they were playing. Um, because that is the one and only Final Fantasy fanfic I ever wrote when I was, like, a tween. <laughs> Excellent. I, yeah. I remember those days, those, those fanfic writing days. <laughs> I should write more than I do, probably. Yeah. There's Teddy... Same. Teddy ate a hot pepper and then sang My Heart Will Go On. That was oh, no. good. <laughs> <laughs> it was a fun time. It was a good weekend, and they wa- raised like $23,000 for Doctors Without Borders. So it's, uh, it was pretty awesome. Nice. Now, I'll have to... I'll have to... Um, I'll tweet at Teddy asking which one it was. 
and then uh, if I find out, I'll uh, I'll post it. Let me do it. Let me do oh. a quick a quick Google. These are all of these all of these articles are old. <laughs> or they don't have dates. Okay, never mind. That's not gonna work. All right. Well, should we talk about a video game? Yeah, let's talk about yeah. our video game. Okay. Uh, the video game that we played for the last few weeks uh, was Pony Island. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is which is a game where you are playing a an arcade cabinet possessed and also apparently developed by Satan. Like Satan is not just in the game; Satan made the game. Sorry, Lucifer. I think they're mm-hmm. they were they were a little more specific. I think, well, I think they were equated. In this, yeah. because like it's like one of the games was like Satan Tech or something like that. So it's yeah. made by Satan. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I don't know who wants to start. <laughs> Thoughts? Um, well, let's let's go over the like how the gameplay goes. Um, so you there's like a central sort of mechanic that is the the quote unquote game that Satan built. Which is you are you play as a pony, and you're it's like an in, it's an infinite runner except it's not infinite it's like a it's just a runner game where you go for like a a, a level. Um, you're a pony. You have to jump over like gates and fences, um, and there are enemies that come to attack you, and you can blow them away. Uh, either some like literally in one part where you're like blowing wind at them, and another part you, like, are firing a laser out of your mouth. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then... Oh, you have a you have a wings mechanic that you unlock eventually, where you can, like, hold down the jump button to glide for a little bit. Yes, for jumping over pits or, like, long strings of, of barriers. Yeah. And you... Your goal is to, like, the, the game keeps breaking, basically because Satan is not a very good programmer and it's kind of broken and so things happen like the uh, the graphics break or change or like levels are unfinished or you in order to get you have to like hack into the system to get the power up you need in order to uh, to get like past an area and the the hacking mini game is like there's it's like a little puzzle puzzle game that you get to by clicking on like these exploit bugs or whatever that appear on the screen and then you have a you have like a pointer that's just like executing a series of instructions and there are special tiles that you can rearrange to change where the pointer goes um, and you have to use that to solve some puzzles and I kind of like the puzzle segments yeah I enjoyed them a lot there yeah. was there was one puzzle in in the cute section that was like oh yeah and They're I trying to get butterflies to go to their homes. Yeah, and there was there was like one section of that in particular that I just could not figure it out. And I ended up looking it up and I found uh, I think it was the Steam like the Steam support page. Um, a lot of people had trouble with that. And the, the developer himself was like, Yeah, this puzzle didn't work very well. So he just posted a gif of himself solving it and he's like, If I if I could have, I would have just scrapped the split mechanic entirely. There's a mechanic where one of the tiles um, splits your pointer basically so you've got a pointer now in two separate lanes whereas previously it would have only been in one going vertically um 
that's I don't know. I think it's it's always yeah, interesting. Yeah, I think to hear I know which one you're talking about. I think I know which one too. Yeah, yeah, there was one that I basically got by just spamming it yeah. repeatedly, just like like switching it until I had like a ton of butterflies on the screen, and then like one of them got to the goal, and I'm like, well, I don't really understand how I did that, but. I That's, did it. That so seems it's fine. to have been the consensus for that puzzle. People being like, "How do you solve this puzzle? I don't know how to solve the puzzle." And people would say, "Well, I solved it. I don't know how. Sorry." Um, <laughs> yeah. And I don't know. I thought it was interesting that the developer weighed in on it. I think it's always cool to sort of hear, after the fact, like what what they thought didn't work. Yeah. Um, you know, sort of going forward. I'm curious why he didn't end up scrapping it. If he said he like wanted to, but for some reason couldn't. I wonder if it was, like, too close, if they had, like, a set release date that they were aiming for, um, or if they, like, really needed something for those levels and they didn't have anything else. I, I sort, sort of, of guess that that's what it is, because the, the split mechanic showed up in a handful of puzzles in the, the butterfly section, and then it showed up in one or two puzzles later. So I feel like maybe if they had scrapped it, then there would have been too little content. That's mm-hmm. that's my guess, at least. I don't. I'm not entirely sure. It was a pretty short game. Yeah. Uh, the like all things considered, it's only like three or four hours. It's mm-hmm. it's not a lot of not a whole ton of content. Um, but so as you're going through these puzzles uh, and and pony levels, uh, there's a kind of ongoing narrative where you're like the game is like a for, sort of purgatory, as is the metaphor, and you uh, you have to like finish it. You have to get out of it and stop playing it. And uh, so, like, Satan keeps trying to get you to give him your soul as, like, a like kudos for making the game because he wants to know that you like it. <laughs> um, and there's another soul that's, like, trapped in the game who keeps trying to help you get out of the game by, like, destroying uh, core system files and corrupting, like, the game machine. And so the the arc of the game is getting through, uh, destroying all three of the system files, uh, and then escaping the machine. Yeah. So basically, it's you you play through the game as as Satan has blocked it out, uh, so that this mysterious lost soul ally of yours has enough time to go in and find a core, so that you can then go in and destroy it. And then there's sort of a boss fight. There's like demons yeah. uh, guarding each core 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 file, um, and then you sort of repeat the process. You go play and buy some time until he can get the next file for you to break, and and it goes yeah. on like that for three files. The demon <clears throat> boss fights are sort of interesting. Each yeah. one is kind of like a, a one shot uh, puzzle mechanic sort of thing that's new. <clears throat> uh, the first one I remember was. Um, it's it's like a normal puzzle segment, except the demon makes moves uh, between your moves, so you have to sort of work around the the like random places that he's putting tiles. Um, and I remember the last one was the one where you have to like not look away, and he just tries and distracts distract you repeatedly. Which was very um, that was fun. Yeah, which was pretty funny. Uh, I remember that one. Um, I probably would have been very bad at it because my completionism would have been like, no, I have to read what that thing says. But luckily, Seanbo actually played this game already, uh, and I watched it on his stream, so I knew what all the things said. <laughs> so I'm like, I, I don't feel bad about just staring at this guy's name and like yeah. missing all the fun distractions. It, it's funny because I, 
like 99% of the time when I'm on Steam, I just am set to offline mode because I I don't want people to bother me. Um, so when that popped up, when a like, because what it does is it uh, it gives you not just an in-game notification, but it looks like a Steam chat notification pops up in your game. Um, and it takes the name from your Steam friend yeah. list. Yeah, it, it grabs I mean, I didn't, friends. I didn't play it on Steam, but... That's funny. Yeah, it's, it's easy to say like, oh, hey, someone's trying, someone, one of my Steam friends is trying to message me. What are they saying? Yeah, so that threw me for like a second and then I was like, wait a minute, game. I know <laughs> what you're up to. It also pretended to crash at one point, and it Which... brings up the Windows, like, the system has stopped working uh, message, which was interesting. I think the best part about that is uh, when it, air quotes, like, writes itself, the the little demon, like, winks at you. <laughs> yeah. And then you have to finish the prompt. Um, yeah, and then the, the second boss was just, like, a straight-up boss fight. You just had to run and avoid stuff and shoot it with lasers enough right. until it died. I, was, I, I couldn't remember what the second one was. Here. Yeah, no, I couldn't totally remember right. either. Yeah, I, yeah, it was a yeah. big, big fighty pony, like pony part boss mm-hmm. fight. That Which, one was actually pretty fun too. It was fun. It, there was, there was like some slight frustration with it because there was a lot going on on the screen, and sometimes I just couldn't see. Like, especially when the spikes came up from the bottom, I just couldn't see them. So I was like, well. I, I guess I'm dead uh, until I until I realized that that was happening in the first place. But yeah, no, I I thought the the variety of the boss fights was was pretty. I mean, the variety overall is pretty good because there's also sections where you're where you're like digging through files on on Lucifer's desktop, looking for like old versions of the game or looking for passwords, uh, looking for <laughs> things to break. It gets really meta, <laughs> um, which is I. I I appreciate it in small doses, and this game is a small dose, so, mm-hmm. you know, because sometimes that kind of meta shit can get really, like, yeah. like I get it, yeah. I see what you're doing, please stop. Um, yeah, it was a little, it was a little on the nose with yeah. the meta stuff. Like, I, I couldn't help, as I was playing that, like, experiencing it, I couldn't help thinking, like, eh, like, Undertale did this better. Like, Undertale was a game about this and did it so much better, and this feels kind of, like, cheap and cheesy in comparison. Yeah. I guess, I mean... I I wouldn't say Undertale did it exactly the same. No, for sure. Um, but yeah, Undertale definitely did do it. I definitely was thinking about Undertale while playing it, because even even the visual aesthetic is, is definitely there. Um, this is so retro. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's uh, there's a um, it's it's because at the end there's like a section where the the soul is like, uh, so the reason I guided you through here is because I am like trapped in this game and the only way to free me is to uninstall this game from your computer. So like now that you're done, will you please uninstall this? And like that made me in particular made me think of Undertale. Yeah. Uh, what part? What part was it that like really? Uh, I don't remember. There was one part in, in particular. It wasn't that one, uh, but I don't remember which which spot it, exactly it was. Is it the one where like the <clears throat> Satan's like, "Why are you destroying?" You're like, "No, don't destroy the core file." And the like the soul says like, "But that's the only way to progress the narrative." Wink. Yeah, that might have been it. There were there were a lot of yeah. 
things like that. I'm like, okay, I get it. Tone <laughs> it down. Like, I would have gotten that without you saying it. Yeah. Um, I think, it, yeah, I think it was a little heavy-handed in that way in certain spots. Um, there was also a thing that, and this is the only reason I actually didn't uninstall the game when I finished it, but there's a, uh, there's a mechanic throughout where you can find these hidden... Uh, conversations with another maybe demon called Baphomet Mm -hmm. and uh, like Baphomet tells you about the character that you supposedly are who like the person who died and like I I feel like there could be something really interesting there but I'm not sure if there is like it has a lot of potential but I don't I don't know if they're exploited but I also know because I didn't get the achievement that I didn't find all of them so I wonder if there's like something more if you find all of them. I mean, I totally agree. And like those parts were the creepiest parts cuz that felt like the, it felt so I don't know, it felt weird. Yeah, I... it's like it's very ominous and all of a sudden you're like, "Oh, there's like this isn't necessarily directed to me. There's like a story here about a guy who was murdered and like, what's his deal? So I actually uh, was researching that right before we started. I found a Reddit thread where people were sort of trying to piece it all together. So here here are the hints that they have. Um, <coughs> Theodore left a daughter and a mother behind. So Theodore is, like, who you are who died. Uh, Theodore was born summer of 1252 years after birth of Christ. T was killed by Abu al-Kindi. He was defending his city when he killed us. Um... What else? Where did I die? At the foot of Jer- Jerusalem's wall, far from your home. There's someone else who mentions, uh, at one point, like, the the cabinet emits a bunch of gas and you sort of fall over and pass out. And at one point, someone mentions that you see a crusader helmet on the ground. And then at the end of the game, you, like, fall over and there's a wall. So I feel like it's implied that you're, like, someone who lived and died during the Crusades. Yeah, maybe. Um, and then another person... <laughs> mentions this Wikipedia article about um, a guy named uh, Theodore Abu Kura, who is a 9th century Orthodox Christian theologian who lived in the early Islamic period, who apparently exchanged letters with someone of the surname Al-Kindi, who is apparently the guy who killed us. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Hmm. And the, this thread that I'm in like doesn't really come to any concrete solutions, but... Yeah. I, is I this a narrative wish... based on someone clicking random on Wikipedia articles? <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um... Well, I mean, it fits, it fits with the whole like, me- you know, Christianity afterlife metaphor thing to have some kind of like biblical symbolism or you know historical religious symbolism uh, in there. But yeah. uh, I guess symbolism is the wrong word. But I think you guys get what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like I I can see that, but I kind of wish they'd done more with it. Like, I I really I want to know more about this guy. I want to know like more about the context. Yeah, I yeah, I totally feel like there's a possibility to throw in a proper narrative. Yeah, <laughs> and I I sort of agree. I mean this this Reddit thread is basically the only research that I've done, but. I mean, you know, people on Reddit get really into this kind of stuff, and there's, yeah. like, you know, there's not really, there's no conclusion that anyone's come up with uh, that I have seen. So, I feel like there's not a whole lot to this, but I agree that there definitely 
could, like it would be cool if there was. Yeah. <laughs> so. It's uh, it it the game I guess it doesn't feel like it has so much a narrative as like an just an underlying metaphor, and then it just kind of goes with that and doesn't try harder than that. Yeah. Which, I mean, how do you guys feel about the central metaphor? The idea that, like, playing the game is purgatory, and in order to, like, move on with your life, you have to finish playing the game? And that's a, I don't know. That's the thing. I didn't, I didn't really think about it that much. I just kind of accepted it. Like, yeah, that's how things work. While I'm playing, <laughs> like, while I'm playing this game, that's sort of... I'm inhabiting this space, so I'm just going to take it at, at the value that's given to me. Which is, I mean... Yeah, well, because it's... I feel like it, it is an experience I have had before where I'm playing a game that I don't particularly enjoy, but I feel like I have to finish it because I have to get to the end. Because you have to play it for the podcast. <laughs> well, not necessarily for the, only for the podcast. Yeah, no, I, um, I get it, though. But yeah, no, like, because I, I have a sense of, like, I need to complete things. Uh, and I could, like spinning that out in a metaphor for like oh that's like experiencing purgatory right because you're you you're forcing yourself to do this task to come out the other side but those are never positive experiences so i don't know how i feel about like a game that intentionally like tries to put me in that metaphor of like oh yeah it's a game that's so awful you can't wait to stop playing it <laughs> like that's not a good thing to like put you know, put in our mind for it, for the context of your game. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I I guess I didn't like. I didn't think it was that awful. Yeah, no. I mean, it wasn't, but like, it seemed to be trying to associate itself with games that are that awful, right? Yeah, because it's that is like, true. oh, this game's terrible and broken, and and Satan doesn't know what he's doing, and like he's just you know making it up as he goes along, and like trying to keep one step ahead of the player. Yeah. And um, I, I sort of like that concept of like this inept creator. So maybe I'm, maybe I'm giving it like a little more slack than it I, I could be. But I mean, I'm the kind of person who watches like bad 3D animated children's movies that come out of like Russian studios. Um, just like just to be like, this is gonna be really bad. Let's watch it. And they always are, but there's, you know, there's always, like, something, something worth cherishing in that experience. <laughs> you come out of it with something, or at least yeah. I do. So I guess I, that. I have, I have a, 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 a fondness for that kind of thing. <laughs> Did you guys feel a little bit bad for Satan at any point in the game? Uh, no. There were, there were sometimes, like, when, like, the game dev in me went, like, okay, he wants me to, like, stop playing, so it's time to make the next level, like, really good. Maybe I should just quit and stop playing and give him some time, you know? Like, yeah, like, the, the souls are just validate. like, what did he say? If, if people would just tell me they liked my game, I wouldn't have to take their souls. Yeah. Like, oh. Just validation that they like, they like what I'm doing. Yeah, he's just, like, really insecure. Yeah. Is what it comes down to. Satan did nothing wrong is the lesson that we can all learn here. No, I don't know. Um, yeah, and I mean, I don't know. I, I enjoyed the bit. Um, especially, that also comes through, especially in the uh, text adventure version of the game that you find <laughs> yeah. uh, digging through digging through the, um, the recycle bin 
where he's like yeah, talking about his talk own about game. All the other versions. Yeah. So yeah. So there's one part where you're you're digging through his recycle bin, trying to find a version of the game that your um that your friend can exploit to try to find the next core file, and one of them is a text adventure game, which is basically. <laughs> It basically just describes the game, but in these like extremely glowing terms. Like you're a yeah. you're a beautiful pony, and you're galloping through the majestic landscape as the wind like ruffles through your mane. You see a fence post up ahead. What do you do? And it's like jump, do nothing, or what was the other one? Fire Attack. your laser. Yeah, shoot. Yeah. yeah. So you you have to get through the the level like via these text commands, and it's. It's it's pretty dumb, but it's it's cute. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of conceptually adorable. There's also a a 3D one where you are first person as the pony, and like it's an entirely blank landscape except for like the fence in the distance coming up, yeah. and you like press spacebar to jump. When I when I and got it's just into a that pony one, level in first person. Yeah, when I got into that one, I was terrified that they were gonna make me have to like shoot enemies in first person. I was like, I'm not going to be able to do this. This is going to be bad. But they didn't. Um, nope. What else? I gotta say, like, for the text adventure one, I love the idea of going into the options in a text adventure. Yeah, I forgot <laughs> like, that they did that. Yeah, you see a you see a menu of a wide variety of not particularly useful options. And then when you select the options, the same things happen as, like, when you first boot up the game, which, that's, I guess that's another thing um, that is worth mentioning, is the game has uh, a not insignificant amount to do with, like, manipulating menus in such a way as to make them useful to you. Um, yeah, like, repairing them when you break them. <laughs> yeah, like, you break them, or there's one where you break all of the options and then you you put them back together or you reassemble them so that it takes you to like an advanced option screen, which then lets you. Yeah, you, you take parts of parts of the words of other options and reassemble them into an option that you actually want. Yeah, so that's that's another part of the whole meta meta game aspect. Uh, I I I think I probably would have gotten more out of this game had I not watched Shanbo play it first, because I think there's a lot of this game that's just the discovery of like these little weirdnesses that it does. Um, yeah. that's very pleasant, but that, like, wasn't new for me, so... I must have missed that one, because I don't, I don't remember that. What, how, how long ago was that? Uh, I want to say it was, like, late last year, but okay. I could be wrong. I might, I might, that might have been one that I skipped intentionally, because I, like, because sometimes I'll do that, like, I'll it. have it in the back of my head, like, I want to play that game, and it seems like one that I don't want to spoiler, so I'll just skip it. Yeah, I feel like it was, like, the one he played right before Beglitched, maybe? Something okay. like that? Yeah, that makes sense. Or right after Beglitched or something like that? Um, but yeah, no, it might be worth it for you guys now to, to go through and check it out. The thing is, also, I don't think he finished it. Or maybe he did, and I just, like, went to sleep before he was done. Um, but if he didn't finish it, he was, like, real close to the ending. I didn't realize when I started playing it, I thought, like, oh, well, I'll play through the part that he's already played. Uh, and then, you know, and then the rest of it will be brand new. But, like, the only part I hadn't seen was the escape sequence at the mm -hmm. end where you're everybody's, like, trying to escape the game as it's crashing. Yeah. Um, like, I'd, I'd, he'd done all three of the Demon Lords, so. Uh, did anyone else think that we were going to get double-crossed at the end? 
I was so sure of it. I so was, was absolutely I. sure that, okay. that that soul was going to be up to no good. Yes. And it didn't know. He was just a guy who was, like, trying to help us win. Yeah, I, like, I think... I think it was when you when you do the first set of boss fight stuff, mm-hmm. like there's he's like the boss is like sort of constantly spewing out text that you can just sort of ignore. But at one point I noticed I think he said something like you are being deceived. And yeah, that, you are being misled. Yeah. You are being misled. Like yeah, and that that stuck in the back of my mind for my entire like the entire rest of the playthrough, and I was like, I'm ready for it. I'm ready I for mean, you. I, I thought that would happen. At when when you met him for the first time, but like when you played enough, I just thought this game has to like. I don't think he's gonna do it, and I think this is gonna be the end. Yeah. Yeah. At was... the very end, it's like okay, well, this seems like a climactic sequence, and he hasn't betrayed us yet. Yeah. So. And then the little post game but... one came up, and I was like, "This is it," and then it wasn't. <laughs> like, oh, okay. I know. I felt yeah. a little He's disappointed. For his freedom. That's okay. Yeah, no, it's it's funny because it was like it would have been disappointing kind of either way because on the one hand it's like a really obvious twist to do that like wouldn't have been that like unusual yeah. or innovative. But on the other hand like ba- the bait and switch of not doing it doesn't feel entirely satisfying either. Yep. It's it's that that old catch 22. We got we got bamboozled by not getting bamboozled. Yep. Um, what else? Is that... I mean, it's, it's a pretty solid trope for a reason, I guess. Yeah. <clears throat> miss... As far as those things go. Did we miss anything? Intersections? Um, I don't know. I think there's an inter- there's maybe some interesting meat on um, the idea of, like, Satan creating something that's, like, about adorable ponies. <laughs> and, like, just childlike and innocent yeah, as like the chosen metaphor yeah when you, when you have to um, search for his password you will find that his password is ponies which is he just cute. really likes ponies like I don't know like maybe that's just the intent is just to again like make him kind of sympathetic I mean I guess I guess the devil was an angel at first so <laughs> there's the always there's always that but I mean, I guess or maybe ponies are evil. Maybe. Don't and you when dare you do, suggest that, Carl. <laughs> when you play it, when you play it without the like family-friendly graphics-like setting, um, then like the the pony is clearly sort of a dragon, um, and has like a laser instead of just like wind breath, yeah. and uh, like dragon wings instead of like pretty feathered wings. Um, so there's. Like, there's there's the metaphor under there for, like, you know, like, the sort of evil hidden underneath kind of thing. But, I don't know. Did Satan create the family-friendly game, too? That, that was my impression, was that, like... Because why would he... He tried the original version, and it, like, maybe wasn't popular enough, so he's like, let's put some friendly, approachable graphics on it. Yeah. Because the the the, the friendly version also has like because I, I think there was one point where he's talking about like we need to make like there need to be better graphics and blah 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 and like so the the family friend family wow family friendly version has by far the best graphics has those those Although nice it pixels has the, it has the glitcher flies which are yeah. like glitched out butterflies that if you hit them like you restart the level because the game glitches out 
which was probably the most annoying enemy oh, type. Oh man, yeah. So he, in that case, he probably sac- sacrificed function for form, but you know, you gotta do that sometime, I guess. Um, um, and it had Jesus. It did have Jesus. You did have to kill. I tried to get through that level without killing Jesus, um, but it was too hard, so I just killed Jesus. And then, and then he yells at you, you killed Jesus! Oh, we we also didn't mention Kelso. Your icon is the little mascot, screamy devil mascot that you can kill too. Yeah, Louis. Um, who, yeah. <laughs> Louis, that was his name. Louis, Louis, the the mascot of the cute version, and he like, he he basically like tutorializes you, which is all already stuff that you know. Um, and then at one point, you have to use the uh, the float mechanic before he tells you about it. So you use it, and the music drops out, and he says. We're getting a little ahead of ourselves, aren't we? Yeah, he's like, I didn't whoa even, there, buddy. <laughs> I didn't even tell you to do that. And then the music pops back in and he's like, that's okay. Which, that was, I don't know. Creepy and ominous. It was a, yeah. it was a tense little beat and I enjoyed it. Um, mm-hmm. And then uh, when you're at the end of that segment, there's a point where you're just like running along and the, the like, he does, he sort of doesn't know what to do and he's not like actively menacing you or anything, but he's like, oh shit. You need to stop playing. Like, this is broken. Go away. And then you can just, like, fire a laser and kill him. Um, and then he comes back later and, like, is angry at you and bleeding from the eyes. Yep. Or something. Yep. Just, like, looking tormented and, and scary. Yeah. Poor Louie. He's yeah. just a little chibi devil. Yep. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't really have a whole lot else to say. Maybe this will yeah, end up I, being a short one. <laughs> I think it's uh, it was a good like sort of one shot experimental thing. I don't know if I liked it that much as a game. Um, it's the sort of thing that like I'm glad somebody made, but I'm also glad it wasn't any longer than it was. Yeah, yeah. I, I was about to say that it feels like it overstated welcome a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I agree, especially. Uh, especially some sections felt a little long, um, like gameplay sections, mm-hmm. where it's like sort of just going through this to get to the next story beat, and occasionally it was like, do I really have to do another pony level, or do I really have to do one more puzzle? Um, but other than that, it it felt it, it was a tight enough experience. Like there was there weren't a whole lot of mechanics. Because I think it would have been really easy to be like, you have to unlock this, and now you have to unlock that, and now you have to unlock this other thing, and now you have to unlock, like, four other things. There's one menu where you can't select anything where it's like, there's the pony mobile, and there's the lasers, and there's pony blades, and, like, all this other stuff that, except for the laser, like, never comes into play. Uh, yeah. <laughs> which, when, when you see all those options, and you're trying to figure out how to defend yourself for the first time, it's like, I want those. I want those now. And you can't get them. And then by the end of the game, it's, you know, you're pleased to not have all of that extra shit to deal with. Or at least I was. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I, I enjoyed having my expectations played with for a few hours. <laughs> um, and... Yeah, I would say it's very much a one one sitting sort of game. Mm-hmm. Um, like it's, And I didn't actually do that, but I should have. Um, but I think it's best, it's like a you sit down... For like three hours, you play through it, and then you're done. <laughs> and you're like, "Oh, that was cute." Yeah, also, that's also part of why I uninstalled it. Like, yes, there are the the secret 
like secrets of your death things to unlock, but I really felt completely uncompelled to do that because it seemed like such a small part of the game and I wasn't I wasn't intrigued enough to play anymore to get to that. For some reason the uh the like secrets of the, the previous life thing makes me think of um Eternal Darkness. Yeah. Because there's like a the very first chapter of that is like you wake up as like a Roman soldier and um, you're just sort of like figuring out what to do and then you like get lost in this like mysterious you know like you know Cthulhu horror evil cavern place and you touch this artifact that you shouldn't touch um, and uh, it you know takes you over and you actually end up this this person ends up becoming the villain of the story (laughs) yep Um, but you, it's a playable segment, so like, there's no reason to think when you're playing it that you're like, that you have the the villain of the story. Um, but I don't know. It's like it it really plays with your expectations in a really interesting way. Um, and this game like doesn't li- you know had potential to do something interesting like that. It didn't, and I was kind of disappointed. Yeah, that's another game that I I keep thinking I should play Eternal Darkness. But, oh, you would love Eternal Darkness. And that's and that's one of the things I think I would, but I, I've heard too much about it, and I've seen too much of it, and uh, it's just yes, like, spoils. I don't know if if it'll be, like, if it'll be fun to go through it I mean, it's now. definitely the sort of game that you can get as much out of it from watching someone's Let's Play yeah. as you can from playing it yourself, pretty much. Mm-hmm. So... I like that one a lot, though. I recommend it. Yeah, I'm just... I'm, I'm more disappointed that I didn't get a chance to play it when it was new. Yeah, I could see that. So. Anywho, I think that's probably all we have to say on the, the game. Yeah. I, I don't, don't know, know about you guys. Yeah, I don't have anything else. <laughs> yeah, I mean... I don't know. I feel like I feel like we're being really down on it. I enjoyed it. Like I said, it yeah. was it was fun to have my expectations played with for a few hours. Uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. Also, one one last thing that I really want to say is that um, the the sound design that that low humming of like the arcade cabinet was so good. I played it with my headphones on, and there would be times where it it felt like the sound wasn't coming out of my headphones, but was actually like coming from around me. Um, <laughs> There's an options menu with the sounds. And one of the, like, there's a bunch of checked fields that you can lend, like, music you can turn on and off. And one of the settings is ominous humming, and you just can't turn it off. Yeah, there's, like, ominous humming. There's, uh, like, the the hardware, so you can hear that sound of, like, a, like a disc. <laughs> a fan whirring up. Yeah, yeah, like a disc whirring in the, in the casing. Um, and, then, <laughs> and then there's one that's just hellfire, and it's, like, just the sound of a fire crackling. Yeah. I love there's the Hellfire one. Yeah, there's a there's a game jam music uh, option that mm-hmm. you can turn on, which is just like a really simple audio track. Yep. Yeah. Just... Was this a game jam game originally? I I'm guessing it was. I don't I don't want to go to the uh, website again because it auto plays a video, and that sound will get piped into my recording. Uh, <laughs> okay. So, but I I think it might have been. I it... I could easily see that it has yeah. a feeling like something that started as a. As a game jam game, it's it's funny that that's that game jams are so. This is like total sidebar. That game jams are so prevalent now that it's that's like sort of its own genre of 
things that started out as a game jam game that were then further developed. Yeah. And you can always sort of tell. <laughs> and well, that's not a bad thing. It's I, just a I thing. say sort of tell. I'll be, you know, red-faced if I if it turns out it wasn't actually. Yeah. Let me let me see. Maybe I can go to Pony Island because it won't get piped yeah. into It wasn't game jam game. There we go. <laughs> there you go. There you go. We're safe. We could we could talk about games another day because we haven't embarrassed ourselves. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, that that ominous humming was very good. I enjoyed it a lot. <laughs> plus plus one for ominous humming. Yes. I liked it enough to bring it up specifically. <laughs> anyway. I feel like there was yeah. probably like one or two other like little narrative or meta narrative things that like might be worth mentioning, but not enough that I like specifically want to take the time to think about think of them, or yeah. not enough that I wrote them down. <laughs> I guess. What else? Uh, th- so, one of the sort of meta things is there's a uh, like a messenger application, which is how your little lost soul friend contacts you in the first place. Um, the first time you end up on the desktop, there's a, a walkthrough text file, which tells you what you've already done, and then it also tells you what to do next, like the next one step that you have to do. Um, yeah, and the when when you can talk, you can actually like say anything mm-hmm. to most of the time to both Satan and the Lost Soul uh, on the messengers, and it just kind of. It has probably some basic parsing like you would get in a text adventure sort of game. Um, but there's also one part where, like, there's actually a couple parts where Satan takes control of you and, like, forces you to do something. One of them is, like, forcing you to type yes, master um, in the, the text chat. So no matter what letters you type, it comes out as yes, master. Uh, so which here's is... the thing. I totally typed yes, master. <laughs> I didn't notice this until I watched someone else play it. That's funny. I, <laughs> I um, I probably sh- I probably shouldn't admit this. When he told me to type yes, master, I tried to type yes, daddy, <laughs> um, <laughs> and was disappointed that it wouldn't let me call Lucifer daddy. But uh, you know, um, I guess yeah, I guess that's another like thing that we can like. There there are parts where you're trying to like click out of a window, and he keeps moving the window around so you can't click on it. Um, there's and there's a part where your your mouse is dragged towards a point on the screen, and mm-hmm. you can sort of fight it. You yeah. can sort of try and move the mouse away, but it's not fast enough to actually prevent it from eventually moving to click on the thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, those those are other little meta things. I feel like if we missed much, it was like just tiny little meta things that only showed up once or twice and and weren't huge deals. I feel like there are probably more files on the desktop that. There was like an adventure game segment where you like were you had an over map that you mm-hmm. were working on. There's a there's also a ticket collection mechanic. Oh yeah. Which I think are just collectibles. Like there's a bunch of hidden tickets that you can get the arcade cabinet to dispense. Yeah, that's true. You get you get achievements for getting like there's various levels and then there's a final achievement for getting all of them. I think there's like twenty four. Yeah, I think I found like six of them. Yeah. <laughs> so I like the one where you where you're supposed to click the the letters on the desktop in order to spell a ticket. Oh, I didn't get that either. I saw that there were letters, and I was like, I don't, I don't know what this is for. Whatever. That makes that makes sense though. That's yep. that's sneaky. Anyway, uh, yeah. yeah, 
I, I, su I support more like weird experimental games like this being made. I don't know I don't know how well it's done in terms of like copies sold and stuff. I know it's at the um, the Seattle what's now called uh, Mopop used to be the the EMP um, has like a, a long-term indie games exhibit and mm -hmm. Pony Island is one of the games there. Yes I, I hate that they changed the name of the museum by the way. I don't really I think I kind of like Mopop just because like EMP doesn't like the experience music project is yeah, not that is true. at all describe what it is. I yeah, I think it's probably a dated name, but I don't know. I don't I don't know. Mopop just sounds kind of like hokey to me. But that's that doesn't have anything to do with anything. I just keep I I live close to there, so I keep seeing it and I'm like darn you. Darn you. <laughs> so Oh well. Yeah. So, I agree. More, more of this, sort of. And and thing. now you can go back and watch Sean Bo's playthrough. Yeah, I might, I might do that this afternoon, since I don't have, yeah. I don't, uh, I don't, know, I don't really have any plans for the day other than editing this and going to bed early. <laughs> going to bed early is important. I have to do that because I have to get up at like uh, five thirty tomorrow or something yep. like that. I got an early morning too. Uh, All right, so you want to talk about our next game then? We'll close it out. Yes, uh, our next game is uh, VA11 Hall A, otherwise styled as Valhalla, which uh, I believe the tagline is Cyberpunk Bartending Action. Uh, but it is, it is, it's basically a visual novel um, that revolves around a, a young woman who is a bartender, and she... In a cyberpunk future. Yeah, in a in a cyberpunk future, sort of sort of dystopia, but not entirely. Um, and it it basically just revolves around um, her interactions with the clientele of the bar and her coworkers, and uh, eventually goes into her past, which is like shadowy at the beginning, and it sort of goes into you know, is it basically linear, or are we? Is this going to involve some dating sim type elements where we're? It's it's basically linear. There are there are multiple, not multiple. There are well, yeah, there are multiple. I was going to say endings, but there uh, epilogue. There are epilogue okay. options that you can you can unlock throughout your playthrough by you know selecting the right options with the various patrons and you can get multiple ones in a playthrough so it's not like you pick one and stick with it it's mm -hmm. the the overall story is linear and then you just get these little extra bits of epilogue thing that you can unlock or not so okay. yeah so you can you can play through it once and like get basically the whole story there's just little extra bits and there's some secret unlockable characters it's um it's. I don't think the development is actually related in any way to the people who made, uh, uh, what is it? Random Random Access Memories. I think is the game. Um, but some of the characters can show up if you do the right things, and hmm. it takes place within the same world, just in a different city. Interesting. It's. It. Yeah. I'm not entirely sure what the connection is there. If it's more of an homage thing, um. Or if if they like, like the know each other, know some have some friends. Yeah, I, I'm not I'm not completely sure. Um, but yeah, well, otherwise maybe we'll try and find that out before we 
actually record on it next time. <laughs> yeah. But otherwise, yeah, basically a visual novel with bartending uh, bartending mechanics and really, really excellent pixel graphics. Uh, All right. So, yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. Valhalla by uh, Sukeban Games. All right. Play it. Come back <sighs> yes. in a couple weeks and talk about it with us. Yep. We will As be usual. here. Yeah. If you want to, uh, if you want to guest host, you know, and and talk with us on the stream about the game, just like tweet at Kelso. Yes, that's a thing that you can do. Yeah, it's there are basically no requirements other than you've played the game, and you're the first one to message me about it. <laughs> because I don't want to have two guests, um, but I mean that's that's never been a problem so far. So we could we could, we could probably handle two guests at this point because we we're down Thanarods. <laughs> that's true. So. We probably could. I think but more yeah. than more than five is probably like five people total is probably pushing it. But yeah. we've we've done with five before, so. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Have we? Didn't we've had at least one guest while Thana was here, didn't we? Yeah, wasn't the I mean the aborted Bioshock, Bioshock episode of nothing else. Yeah, it was the last episode. Was Thanos still here when when Sean was on, or was he not? I think that might have been after. Not by then. Okay. It's it's timelines difficult to remember. It's all blurring together. We've been it doing really, this so long. When really... when is our like one year anniversary of doing this? Oh god, our one year anniversary was like last May. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We've been doing this a while. Huh? Yeah, we we have. We have been doing this a while. It's uh... it's easier to do these things when you don't have to do it every week though. I will say, because I've I've tried to do weekly podcasts before, and they fell apart within like six months. So, good job, guys! Yay, we're doing it. Oh, I remember trying to look this up, and uh, yeah, it says how old it is, which is one year, but it doesn't give you the exact date of upload, so it's impossible to tell the uh, exactly how close we are to that that timing yeah. oh well it was it was the middle of may sometime i could i could find it i i probably have the dates because i i have like access to the account so i probably have the date it was uploaded like somewhere somewhere secret well, that means we're like uh we're coming up on two years huh I, yeah i think we are wow. mm. excellent Go us. yeah we're doing the thing you guys fairly mm. consistently yeah hmm <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do you want to? Do we want to do plugs? Sure. Who wants you to start. go first? Okay, I'll start. Uh, I am I am Kelso at Kelso Time Bomb on Twitter. Um, I do this. I don't know. I don't know if one of us is a thing anymore. Like nobody, nobody really asks me about it anymore. So I'm gonna assume that one of us isn't a thing, um, unless anybody like now that I have said it wants to wants to get on it again. I will. I will still host. Um, I've been I've been thinking about maybe doing some like drawing streams on Fridays just to get back into drawing more that regularly. But that's that's a little scarier than just like playing a video game, you know? It's like, oh, people are gonna judge me for my art. Ugh. So Yeah. Uh, none of us none of us know how to draw worth a damn, so it yeah. will it will be impressive to us regardless. <laughs> I feel like so. someone someone must. But you know I that, mean I would be so scared of doing something like that. It's scary, man. <laughs> um but that, I don't know, that might be a thing in the future. Uh, so, you know, stay tuned. Look forward to I it. Would, uh, I would, do you watch Drawfee at all? I do occasionally. I've, I've seen a handful of episodes here and there. Okay. Because I feel like, for me, that would be a thing that would make me more confident to draw 
uh, in front of people because like their whole thing is like let's just make something stupid and <laughs> in public and like people can laugh with us. Yeah, I have an idea because I've got like I've got a lot of unfinished like. I opened up a file and just started noodling and have some line art or like a sketch and that I never did anything else with it. I have an idea of just like sort of going back and digging through my uh, my many, many unfinished uh, drawings, like my digital work and just being like, what am I going to work on this week? But we'll see. We'll see what I do. Yeah. Or if I, I do it's anything. Nice to, it's <laughs> nice for, to have like an occasional like place to hang out with the community on Friday nights. Um so that I think that would be good. I feel like there are a lot of people who have started doing Friday streams, though. Um, yeah, I guess I haven't. I guess I haven't looked. We need like a phone chain, like one of those where everybody call you know informs the next person in the chain that like a thing is going on. Yeah. Because <laughs> otherwise, I like never know to know when things are happening. That was one of the reasons, like I liked the one of us thing. Was like I would always see when you would tweet about it, and I'd be like, oh hey. <laughs> yeah. I. I think some of it's on the calendar. I know the calendar is still like a thing, to oh, some nice. to some degree. Um, yeah. Anyway, that's that's that was my plug that went on too long. <laughs> <laughs> right. Got sidetracked. Uh, so I am uh, at Kyla underscore Go on Twitter. Uh, on Sunday mornings, I do a stream called Uncaged Fury. Um, where, which I've described before as the opposite of speedruns, um, where I play a game that's really long for the first time, and I do it over the course of many, many weeks in small chunks. Um, right now we are playing Wind Waker, which has been a lot of fun. It's just like, it's it's got a real good feel to it. Um, I'm enjoying the heck out of it. I need to like, uh, go back and watch your archives, because I really like Wind Waker. <laughs> it's yeah, good. It's I'm, a fun I, game. I still need to actually, like... Uh, edit the the first three because I I didn't highlight it before it expired on my Twitch channel. Oh no! So I, I I only have I have like the full recording of the video, but I have to like go through and like manually chop it into pieces. Yeah. The hard way. So that might take a while, but the other all the others are up. So. Cool. Carl. Yep. And you can follow me at at Scout Three on Twitter. Excellent. That's, that's it. <laughs> Thank you for the short plug. Someone's <laughs> someone's got to balance it out. <laughs> yep. Um. Yeah. Right, so that's it. We'll see y'all in uh, hopefully a couple weeks yep. for uh, Valhalla. Yep. And uh, looking looking forward to it. Have a good have a good few weeks. Yep. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.